Hi everyone, this is Nikki Bostwick, your host for the Laguna Beach Living podcast. I grew up in Laguna and I started this podcast to learn more about the wonderful people in and around our community. Our conversations will range from politicians to activists and local business owners. Stay up to date with our publication by going to lagunabeachliving.com and signing up for our newsletter or following us on Instagram at lagunabeach.living. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Laguna Beach Living podcast. Today, I'm here with Malcolm Warner, who's the executive director of Laguna Art Museum. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. Great to be with you. It's wonderful to meet you. I'm so excited to ask you all sorts of questions. I'm curious how someone becomes executive director Uh, of a museum. But first, I want to just learn about you and your background. mm -hmm. Um, I'm assuming you're from the UK. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, tell me more about that. Well, I grew up in um, quite a small town, not very far from London, but um, kind of it it felt far away from London, frankly, because it, it, it wasn't a very like cultured, sophisticated place, particularly. Um, I got to know a little bit about art just because um, I fell in love with art books. It started with books. You know, we had no museum in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And certainly there there was no art in the family. My parents didn't, you know, they weren't collectors or anything. Yeah. And I just loved art books um, from the public library. I would get a different set of books out. These with these, it was just you know I'm old enough that um, <laughs> it was the, practically the beginning of really gorgeous color reproductions in art books. You know, mm-hmm. they were, older art books were all in black and white, but it was the, in the 1960s into the 70s. It was this like uh, big explosion of color yeah. in uh, art book publishing, and uh, I, th- I think that's what got me going. And then I. Without really knowing what I was doing, I, um, I applied to um, this very specialized college called the Courtauld Institute, which is part of the University of London, to study art history. The Courtauld? Yeah, the Courtauld Institute. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, um, a great place to study that particular subject. What very was it exactly? What did you sp- um, study again? So, history of art. Oh, it okay. It was called history, history of Art and Architecture. Wow. Yeah. So... Your public library had those amazing art books. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, um, hats off to public libraries. Yeah. They can change a young person's life like that. I was recently in London, and I love that there is amazing access to art yeah. museums there that's free. Yes. And I think yes. that's so important. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that I was able to do. I, when I got a little, little bit older, when I was like 18, before I went to college, I did start to... Um, to go up to London on the train. That was my exciting day out and go to the National Gallery, which is Mm -hmm. the the big paintings museum. And that was just um, so eye-opening for me because it was so different from my rather dismal hometown. You know, Mm -hmm. there were all these gorgeous impressionist paintings of full of sunshine and light and uh, beautiful people, the like Mm -hmm. of which (laughs) I didn't see very often in in real life. How far were you from London? I was only about... 40, 40 miles or something, you know, 45 minutes on the train. But it was a, a world apart. Well, that, the, the, the world of art in the museum was just like a... Totally different. A totally different world. And portraits were very exciting to me too, I remember. You know, paintings of real people who'd lived maybe in the 1400s or the 1500s. It was so 
inspiring to me to think that, um, you know, they were, that I was almost like in the real presence because the portraits are so really bring home the the feeling that you you could here's a real person you can almost communicate with, and yet they died 500 years ago, and that that was Profound, I don't know why, but yeah. that was very exciting to me too. Mm -hmm. And so when you were going back and forth in London, you were just I mean mm. the political climate at the time. What was that like? Just uh, growing up then. I was probably pretty unaware of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, well, the, yeah, it was the early seventies, especially was a tough time in England, but, um, I don't know. I think I was, I led a kind of sheltered mm -hmm. life. It was and in the, um, when I was studying at the, at the court old Institute doing my undergrad studies, um, yeah, really it was like an ivory tower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you end up in Laguna beach? So well, what happened after yeah your studies? Um, well, I uh, if you study art history you, and want to pursue it for, as a career, you've got two ways of going really: Te teaching mm -hmm. or um, working in museums. Those are the two main options. And I, I did a little teaching, but I always was drawn to the idea of working in a museum. And I started to get when I was doing my graduate work, I started to get the occasional. Uh, gig with a museum as a freelance like guest curator for an exhibition or something like that and eventually I got to know people in that that museum world both in England and and um, a little bit in the United States as well mm -hmm. and then um, I met my wife who's American and we got married and decided to live in the US uh, partly because there are so many more opportunities in my my in the museum world here um, which I think is surprising, yeah, I would I say. Yes. Right? Yeah, you would think that uh, Britain is so cultured yeah. and so many museums, but um, actually um, there's not much movement. You know, people get a job there and you have to wait for them to die before you get <laughs> Yeah, okay, <laughs> got it. Where here things are a bit more um, uh, dynamic and yeah. interesting. So I managed to get my foot in the door of the American museum world with a temporary job at the Art Institute of Chicago, mm. and then, um, which is where my wife is from, Chicago. And uh, but that, that had to come to an end, but I then started applying for museum jobs, and uh, the first one was in, the first regular job was in uh, San Diego, at the San Diego Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. The thing about the museum profession is that you have to be prepared to move. You know, it's not like uh, being a... A dentist, you know, there are hundreds of dentists in any given city, but there are very few people who work in a museum. You've got to be ready to go where the jobs are, and there are few of them. And you, a museum that reflects the type mm. of art that you're interested in as yes, well, right? Yeah. Right, yes. Um, so, yeah, not very many then. <laughs> it's specialized. And, um, yeah, so I worked in this, to cut a long story short, I... I, I um, I, had, uh, I worked for a few years at the San Diego Museum, then um, moved to Yale, Yale, Yale University, where they have a museum dedicated to British art, which is oh. something I know a lot about. Yeah. So for a few years, I was a curator there. Um, and then I moved to the Kimball Art Museum at Fort Worth, Texas, mm. and then from there to here. And up until this point, I was actually a curator, not a director. There's a difference between those two yeah, jobs. I was just going to ask. Yeah, the, the curator is more concerned with the, um, with the nitty gritty of 
building the collection and um, and putting together exhibitions, especially. Mm-hmm. That's what cura- exhibitions are. What curators spend most of their time um, orchestrating. Who does the copy for the exhibition? That's the, the curator co- usually. Wow. You know, writing the book yeah. that goes with the show. Yes, that's and that's a lot of work as well. Actually, you put your finger on it. The uh, writing of those those catalogs, um, which everybody loves, and we we do them now almost every time we do an exhibition. We publish a book on the subject, and mm-hmm. um, that's uh, it's a very demanding <laughs> um, thing on a. Yeah, I think you've just, you've, I mean, there's so much thought that goes into it and then being yes. able to articulate yes. um, something that is so visual, I, that mm-hmm. would be so difficult to do. So you really have to have experience yeah. in writing. Is that yes. what you learn in school as well? Yeah, I, I think you learn good writing by practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if you, yeah, you, if you want to hear one of my kind of pet peeves is that would not, love to hear i love that, pet peeves <laughs> the younger younger people now um it's it's becoming rarer and rarer for younger people to know how to put together a decent sentence yeah i'm not saying that they don't have great ideas they probably do but just the craft of of writing nicely so that um it's grammatically correct and, mm-hmm. and clear those simple things um it's almost like a dying art form I'm, I don't want to be so too, too how do people text you? <laughs> people <laughs> yeah, that right. know your pet peeves, mm. your children. Well, I, I, you can forgive anything in a text or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> but it's the it's it's writing for in a more formal context. I think that's um, that's lost. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not lost entirely. But I'm I'm always telling younger people in the museum uh, business, especially curators who have to do a lot of writing to um, like read The New Yorker mm-hmm. and, and read, read it like you're learning how to write like that because that, that's like a model of just beautiful, well-crafted writing. I love that. I think mm. that's just a good advice for everyone, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so thank, thank you, you <laughs> for sharing. I think, um, I think that that's just really interesting. It mm-hmm. definitely is really interesting to learn more about your journey and going from curator to director and what that entails now. I know in editorial work, um, there's just so much scheduling and you really have to schedule things so far in advance. So I'm curious yes. how the Laguna Art Museum, um, I know that you mentioned you ha- you worked on a documentary mm-hmm. um, for the 100 yeah. years to celebrate that. So yeah, how far in yeah, advance? We're, we're always looking quite far ahead. Um, as a smaller museum, we can we can be a little bit more nimble and and uh, change our minds and put things into effect very quickly. So probably compared with one of the big lumbering museums like the Metropolitan in New York or, she, or yeah. the Artich, we probably do things more on the spur of the moment than mm-hmm. they do. But still, even so, we're still looking always like one or two or three years down the road, um, especially with our planning of exhibitions because. <clears throat> um, Ex- exhibitions are a, are a logistical achievement, really. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to negotiate the borrowing of paintings or whatever from other museums and from private collectors, some of whom you might have to cajole a little bit into agreeing to lend and then orchestrating all the, um, the transportation and the insurance and all, all these practical things. So when 
it's a good thing that when people come to an exhibit at a museum, it all looks natural as if it happened like like a work of nature yeah. <laughs> or something. But um, it, there's actually a lot of um, nitty-gritty work and moving parts to it. And um, the best shows tend to be the ones that you planned well ahead, so you had plenty of time to get all those details right. Yeah. I, do you... So does the museum curate um, different types of art as well, like sculpture? Yes. I would assume that's the most yeah. difficult to right. have logistically. Yes. For yeah. shipping, um, yeah. We're, we, are, we are planning um, a sculpture exhibition, a couple of sculpture exhibitions coming up, actually. This summer, we're opening a show of the L.A. sculptor Gwyn Murrell, who um, specializes in these beautiful, sleek, rather abstracted animal sculptures. Oh, cool. And then uh, up ahead, another sculptor. Um, and, uh, yeah, we always have to put a bit of bit extra in the budget for moving sculpture around. It's heavier, bulkier. You know, most people don't realize that when you, when you do move a work of art, whether it's a sculpture or a painting, actually, from one museum to another for a special exhibit, usually it involves building a whole massive crate that, with special lining in it to hold the thing steady and safe that's um, unbelievable there's a lot so <laughs> is lot there a special person that you work with each time that creates that crate um, so you have a relationship with them you trust them you know yes yeah yeah well there, there are uh, the way it usually works is that there are people on the staff at the museum who know all about that kind of thing the registrar and the collections manager they're usually are their titles and that that's the case with us and they generally work with outside um um businesses that that specialize in art moving wow so we don't do it all on our own but it's still uh, quite a job to um yeah to manage a, yeah. and for you you have to manage you're managing obviously the art that's happening in there and the mm -hmm. exhibitions and everything but also um you know donations right so how the yes. the laguna art museum is a non-profit yes so it's run off of donations from the community yeah, we largely depend on um, donations of one kind or another. Um, we, we're always applying for grants from foundations who, you know, might want to support a particular kind of art. And we'll, so if we're, we're doing um, uh, an expensive exhibition that falls within the, um, the remit of, of a particular foundation, we're always doing research looking for sources like that. Yeah, and we, and we depend a, a lot also on um, the goodwill of, of uh, the people of Laguna Beach mm -hmm. and, and uh, I'm happy to say they generally rise to the occasion. That's wonderful. Yeah, we have a lot of very dedicated supporters here. Um, they, um, they tend to fall into two groups and this is true of our board of trustees too. There are, there are people who support we, um, we enjoy be because they love art and they, they want to support, usually they want to support a particular kind, maybe modern art or, mm -hmm. uh, or, uh, the California Impressionists from mm -hmm. the early 20th century or something like that. And then on the other hand, we, we also um, benefit a lot from the, the, the tremendous sort of good feeling that a lot of people around here have about Laguna Beach because mm -hmm. they, they associate it with art. They think of it as an art town. And even if art isn't exactly their passion, they still think it's just a good thing that there's a museum, not, that there's an art museum. So bless them. That's, uh, yeah. that's the other kind of support we get. So uh, how, would you, well, how would you describe the focus of Laguna Art Museum? What type of art you yeah. focus on? Well, we specialize in California art. So we're, we look to be 
the best possible showcase for the achievements of California artists um, from the from the 1800s to today. So, you know, at the moment we have on show a painting that was done in the 1830s. It was one of the earliest things, earliest um, paintings of a California subject ever, actually. Mm -hmm. And then right down to um, paintings done last year or the year before. So we cover a wide range of dates and we 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 cover the whole state too we will show the work of northern california artists we had a an exhibition of uh, the great wayne tebow uh, who's a, one of our favorite artists he's and i'm glad to say we're one of his favorite museums oh, too wow. that's wonderful <laughs> so and he lives in sacramento so we and it's the same with san francisco artists too however uh, we certainly have a bias towards um um more local mm -hmm. uh, art both in the sense of Southern California generally and, and more specifically Laguna Beach. So we'll, we, in our scheduling of exhibitions, we'll always play up um, good artists who lived around here, basically. Oh, that's and, and wonderful. there are plenty of them. Mm -hmm. And you recently, I missed the event, the nighttime event with all the lights. Well, that's one of the things I'm proudest of uh, because I introduced it to, um, to the museum. Every year we do this event called Art and Nature which is a, a sort of celebration of the two big things of Laguna Beach, really, when you think about it. What, are, what do people associate with this place? Art and, and, and a beautiful environment. So we try and bring those two things together by having, um, we have like uh, a keynote speaker who might be the world's expert on Leonardo da Vinci, talking mm -hmm. about Leonardo da Vinci and nature or uh, something like that. And... Um, we commission a work of art to go with this festival. It's over a long weekend in early November. And yes, last time we um, commissioned the artist Elizabeth Turk to create a performance. You know, many artists, a lot of artists now um, may make physical objects, but they also create events. Mm -hmm. that, and that's a legitimate part of creative art now is creating great events. And she, yes, she, she created this event for a, a thousand volunteers all out there on the beach, uh, cavorting around with uh, illuminated umbrellas. Wow. Yes, she, she specially designed this kind of umbrella that um, has a, like an X-ray of the interior of a shellfish and a beautiful symmetrical design on the outside. And um, it was illuminated from underneath. So the stick of the umbrella had uh, a light in it. So as, as it got darker on the beach, the event started around five or six o'clock. These, these umbrellas all kind of just stood out more and more as it got darker until it was quite a magical kind of appearance that this whole mass of people uh, with these umbrellas moving around, it looked almost like, um, like sea creatures were dancing around on the edge of the edge of the, sh the, the, fo the foam of the, uh, the waves as they came in. That yeah, I saw, so, I saw photos. Yeah. They were so yeah. beautiful. And yeah. I yes. had major fear of missing out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm bummed missed I missed it. it but I, I'm yes. looking forward to the next one. Yeah, we'll um, keep doing them. So how did she approach, how did that come together, though? How did, did she mm -hmm. approach you? And then, uh, or did you approach her and give her a platform to share ideas? Yeah, we, we generally pick the artists. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, um, we look, we do a lot of research, look around. We knew Elizabeth Turk. She, she, um, 
she lives in several different places, but one of them is Newport Beach. So we, she's kind of local, local yeah. and um, she grew up around here. So she was very happy. And she's, she's been associated with the museum off and on in different ways for a long time. We even did an exhibition of her work um, quite separately a few years ago. So um, we got, she hadn't done anything like this before, but um, because we, we admired her work so much, you know, she's, she's, she's a fantastic person. She, she got that genius grant one mm -hmm. year, you know, that famous thing. So she's an inspiring um, person who, you know, we thought it would be good to try and get her to do this new thing that she'd never done before. And she certainly, uh, she rose to the occasion. That's awesome. Yeah. And she's, she's going to try and do it other places now. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. So, Just the idea of eliminating, or the same exact thing. The same, the same thing, wow. yeah. That'll be incredible. Maybe I'll have to follow her and yeah, go to you, one of those. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where the first, the first, uh, where the second performance will be of this thing. But um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, people said it was down there on the beach. It was like uh, the best party they'd ever been to. Just mm -hmm. this magical thing of having these these objects. It's it's surprising what what a um, what a community atmosphere you can create from getting people all to dressed the same way everyone's dressed in black and to have this one object that you, they can use in different ways to, to make interesting like light effects and things and they were some people there was spontaneous little um ad hoc dance troops broke out oh really <laughs> where they were they would all be doing the same thing so yeah it was terrific that's what i love about art it's just i don't know there's something in you it's so inspiring it's mm -hmm. It's moving, emotionally freeing. I mean, there's just so many beautiful aspects of how you can, yeah. someone can, this feel good, th yes. this feeling of feeling just so one good from yeah. looking at something or being part of something Yes. And um, or creating something if you're the artist. And yeah. I think that yeah. it's so important to have that as part of any community or yeah. any even childhood experience. I mean... Yeah. Um, I think we're so blessed here, too, to have schools like Annalise that um, mm -hmm. nurtured that aspect and the creativity yes. in our children. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you guys work with kids a lot? Or? Yeah, we have a very active education program because, um, sadly, you know, many schools are, uh, are pulling back for, for um, budget reasons program, on yeah. their art programs. So we're trying to fill the gap a bit around here. And we, we also have a lot of outreach to um, Santa Ana, where... Uh, the boys, boys and Girls Club and the, um, the schools um, maybe really need our help more than the more affluent schools mm -hmm. around here in Laguna Beach. So we're, we make a point of trying to get school groups here. We send out um, teaching artists out to them as well and, and uh, try and, um, you know, get... The, we usually use our ex whatever exhibition we have at the moment. We'll, we'll um, um, devise art-making programs and art, art history talks for schools and um, kids generally um, and take take them to the kids and then then bring the kids to the museum to see the, the, the exhibit and some of those kids from Santa Ana you know they've never seen they've never seen the ocean before so that, that's I if we know. can provide them with a bus to come here and see the museum they get that as a bonus yeah see the museum see the ocean yeah. and be part of I mean it's so nice to just be part of nature it's and it's crucial to get them while they're young too because it's you know, one of the saddest things, going back to what you were just saying, is when um, 
adults have um, like surrounded themselves with all these inhibitions about enjoying art. They mm -hmm. they think they think art has to be a certain way. You know, it has to be a picture of a pretty landscape or something. So they'll say, so "What you, you want me to dance around on the beach with an illuminated umbrella?" That's yeah. ridiculous. You know, and they're, and they're resistant to doing that, which you obviously are not. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> you, you, so, um, uh, and that's something that I think is is people who are more open and willing to 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 go along with the creative spirit of art. It's often because they've preserved that from their from childhood. their childhood and haven't 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 let grown ups beat it out of them. Mm -hmm. So thank <laughs> so good you. For you. Well, thank you, but thank you for reminding people yeah, huh? that that is within them because. Even though it gets beat out, it's still somewhere there, and they just need to nurture it and yeah. and see that it's possible for yes. for all, everyone to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's just preconceived notions mm -hmm. of who or what type of person enjoys art too, and either it's like a hippie person that's <laughs> just super yeah. free and crazy, yeah. maybe, or that's what people think, yeah. or um, or someone who just is very affluent and mm -hmm. can afford to enjoy mm -hmm. art. I think yeah. that, but that's not necessarily the case because art comes in many forms. And yeah, so I just really appreciate what Looking at Art Museum yeah. is doing in you. And it's so mm -hmm. wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing me. more about the museum. And I'm looking forward to hopefully um, just being more involved. I hope so. Thank yeah. you. Great.